Hello, everyone, and welcome to Intuition Talks with your hosts, Tina Moody and Kristen O'Meara, a podcast for the consciously curious. Sit back and relax as we have down-to-earth discussions about our journeys of self-transformation, along with sharing channeled messages with you from spirit. We hope that what we have learned and insights from our special guests inspire you to trust your intuition as you navigate the ups and downs and twists and turns on your life path. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Intuition Talks. I am Kristen O'Meara, your host, and I am very happy and grateful that you are listening wherever you may be. I have a channeling to share with you from one of my spirit guides who seems new to me. I saw him clairvoyantly for the first time when I was channeling his message for you, but I think he's been with me for quite a while. I was introduced to him for the first time when I was at Arthur Finley College in England a few months ago, and I was pleasantly surprised to get to know him and to channel him for the first time for you. But before I get into that, I want to share a little bit about why I channel. I've mentioned several times on the podcast, and I write about it quite a bit in my book that's coming out late spring, early summer, about my experience channeling. It started in 2013 when I was struggling with my son's inability to talk with me. He was diagnosed with autism in 2009 and receiving his diagnosis and having a spiritual awakening, I would say probably four to six months after his diagnosis, that really kickstarted me to to really see my life and my circumstances differently. And it woke me up to what I wanted to change in my life to heal. When I first channeled, it was Austin's higher self. I was in a cafe and had no intention of channeling. I was just planning on spending some time alone. I got some free time and wanted to journal and have a cup of coffee. And I was really in the thick of it. I was feeling those waves of of grief that a parent feels when they don't know how to help their child because there's something that they're not understanding, something that's really creating an obstacle. And for me, that was not being able to understand verbally what my son needed. He had a handful of words, and he was forming sentences. He was progressing in terms of being able to speak more in ways that I can understand him as time went on. But at the age of seven, it was still very difficult to understand what he needed. And incidentally, I had been in an intuitive development training course that extended for about three years. 
And that coupled with needing to use my intuition on a regular basis to understand what my son needed, I think primed me for believing in that moment in that cafe that I could speak to his higher self to get some answers, to get some help. That's really what it was. I wanted to get some help and I felt very stuck for a very long time. So I reached out to him with my mind and he responded. His voice was not the voice I know in my mind. And he was using words that I would never use and challenging me (laughs) in ways that I've never been challenged before. And I have a transcription, fortunately, of that first conversation because I type faster than I write with my hand. So when he started to speak with me, I instinctively opened my laptop and started to communicate with him with writing. I asked him a question on my laptop and I allowed my fingers to move and I allowed to be a conduit. So it was an interesting experience having a conversation and then transcribing what I was hearing. And it changed my life. Several years later, I decided to communicate with Austin's higher self and add those conversations to my book. It started around, I think, 2015. And I decided to have those messages in my book. And I thought the channeling would just end there. I had no intention of channeling after that. I thought that was going to be it. But the more I channeled, the more I loved it. And really, it's been the most profound spiritual experience of my life. So I've decided to do it more. And I have channeled for parents of children who are unable to speak or communicate their needs and their thoughts and their feelings and pass on those messages to their parents, channeling their children's higher self. And that's been a remarkable experience. I'm very grateful that I'm able to to do it. But it has been a skill that I've developed for quite a few years. And I've had to learn how to trust and surrender and let go and I've taken classes and I've doing I've done all sorts of stuff to develop it. So it's something that it feels very natural to me and yet I want to know more about it and unfold that potential within me. So the message I'm sharing with you today again is from my spirit guide who informed me that he is Chinese or Chinese when he was on the earth. He was a Taoist teacher and philosopher. And from what he told me, it was during a particular time in Chinese history when Taoism was being suppressed. And I found that really interesting. So here we go. Hello, 
I am speaking to you for the first time through Kristen. She has known me in many lifetimes. I come from a part of spirit that joins with you today in love and kindness and respect. We want to impart to you three important messages. The first is that to know thyself truly, one must let go of the part of the self that is in pain and look in the reflection of yourself and ask what you may bring forward to take that place. The pain that you've separated from. The second message is that you cannot truly rid yourself of pain, but you can separate from it just enough to learn that you are not only what gives you pain, but that you are the source of the healing that you desire to give you peace. And the third message is that you are not alone. There are many opportunities for you to know this. It is up to you, however, to find ways to connect with that energy of oneness that circulates around you and in so many living beings. To those of you who are listening today, you can think of several ways. But it's a matter of perception and trust in a decision that you make to connect. Without making that decision to connect, you will waste opportunities to be able to do the first two things that I've mentioned. There is a lie, so to speak, that to heal yourself, you must do it alone. There are some of you who are ashamed of your pain, so you walk a path alone. And that is not necessary. There will be times, of course, when you want to be alone or that being alone serves a purpose. But you are not alone, ever. So through connection is opportunity to heal. It is opportunity to know yourself. It is opportunity to know that you are more than your pain. Kristen likes to use the metaphor of being a detective in your life. See what is ailing you and separate yourself from it just enough to open up a doorway to another possibility of what can take its place. What beauty and love can fill those empty parts of you that are striving for something much like the metaphor of a hamster wheel, feeling like you're going so fast, but really going nowhere, or working so hard, yet the fruits of your labor are nowhere to be found. Living life is not as complicated as you make it. Unfortunately, the era of your life is complex, making you believe that healing and living life is complicated. It is not. There are layers of lies that you are having to navigate to even get to the core of what is truly important. 
so many layers of lies that your life is a mix of truth and lies that you must learn to sift through and make a choice. Do you live a life of confusion and complexity? Or do you choose the path of simplicity? What do you choose? Inward and outward expression should be in alignment, should be one. When we impart these messages to you, we do it so with compassion and love but we feel that we must do our part to shake you up just a bit. To tell you that so much of what you are concerned about isn't important. Sculpt your life and allow the mirror reflection of who you are to seep into that sculpture so that it and your life can be one. One form, one breath, one movement. Do not let the two be so different and incompatible that you cannot discern one from the other. Let go of a choice to be confused, a choice to be befuddled, a choice to be a victim of your circumstances. Choose wisely of how you live your life. Choose wisely how you sculpt it. Choose wisely how you will fill that sculpture like a vase. Choose wisely and know that every moment that you take an inward breath is an opportunity to connect. Do not let these opportunities go unacknowledged. The opportunities to connect will help you move forward to see a clearer reflection of who you are and the life that you want to live. Know that in our heart we love you completely. Know that every moment you take an inward breath is an opportunity to become more clear, an opportunity to connect an opportunity to love yourself as we love you. To love your life as we love your life. Thank you for listening. We love you. And it was interesting after I received that message, what came to my mind is this. By the grace of God, let this be a wakeful reminder to know my heart. I really love that. I'm going to use that often. By the grace of God, let this be a wakeful reminder to know my heart. So that is the channeling for today. And then next week, we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Renee Barabao, otherwise known as the Practical Shaman. She is the co-host of The Shaman's Cave. It's a podcast that she hosts with Sandra Ingerman, who many of you have probably known as a shamanic practitioner. I believe she's been doing shamanic work and healing for about 40 years now. 
Brene Barabow has written a really wonderful book called The Winds of Spirit, Ancient Wisdom Tools for Navigating Relationships, Health, and the Divine. I love it. It is so fascinating because she uses her experience and her perception of the wind as a template for healing. I have really enjoyed her book, Winds of Spirit. It has really woken me up to another way of seeing the natural world as an ally, which I, I do already, but I didn't take the wind into consideration. Um, and she links the wind historically, figuratively, with the breath, which is part of our atmosphere. It is part of what we could consider the wind. And uses that as a way to see ourselves and our natural world and a way, a pathway to heal that's very unique. At first, when I was reading it, I was thinking, wow, I've never considered the wind to be a way to ground me, to anchor me, because the wind seems so elusive. It's the air, it's always changing. It's unpredictable. But when you consider the breath to be a way to anchor you into the body, and the breath comes from the air, the atmosphere, the wind, it's a really interesting way to to connect with source, to connect with the one. And she brings in so much information that I've never heard of before in terms of how we can use the wind as an ally in our lives. It's, it's remarkable. It's, I think, groundbreaking. And I am so excited to have her on Intuition Talks. Okay, everyone, thank you for joining me today and have a wonderful week. Much love.